3: What is up, my friends? What a day, what a day. You having a good day, guys? Fantastic What a lovely day. This is a a great damn day. You know, I was real down late last week. Uh, And Jed, you really tried to make me feel worse in the moment too. I was feeling pretty deflated. I'm watching another Phoenix Sun season here just crumble to ash in my hand. But you know what? We are back, baby. In Devin Booker, we trust I'll follow that man to the ends of the earth. Uh, but I digress. This is the MMA fighting ranking show, by the way.
4: It's it's the hope that kills you, Shaheen. It is the hope that kills you.
3: Oh, that hope is so alive. As guys. a
4: longtime Georgia Let's football go. fan, let me tell you: for most of my life, it's been the hope that kills you.
3: Uh, I I know that pain well, and I embrace it right now. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. uh We thank you, as always, for joining us. This is the MMA fighting ranking show. My name is Sean Oshadi and we're here in that post UFC 288 Hayes. As always, you already heard some of them. I'm joined by my co-captain. He is the King of the North, the Prince of Positivity. He has reclaimed that name after just giving some inspiring words of support in favor of our Lord and Savior, D-Book. He is Alexander K. Lee. And then rounding out the panel today, our two good pals, Jed Mashu, Damon Martin. How we doing, fellas?
4: I'm excited. Um, you know, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Uh, but I think apparently, I hear allegedly that today I get to pass the the torch, the crown, as king of the hot take, it may be oh, the, the king wow. in the north may be collecting crowns. That's what I'm hearing. I'm excited to find I, out if it's true or not.
5: I i don't want to build it up too much. I don't think this take is that hot, to be frank. But at first, I do want to say that's that. how
4: I know you've become a true take no, artist. I, when you don't even think listen, the take is hot, that's when you're really cooking with gas. You know who's
5: hot right now? Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, especially Devin Hansel. Booker.
4: That Hansel. So, so hot
5: right now, always. Very happy for you, Shaheen. Uh, listen, ten, just break it down. The map. ten wins away, your team is ten wins away from NBA title. That first one, I'll tell you, there's always going to be sounds there's always so going to be hard times. Sounds your so team is a,
4: is a Bilal Muhammad amount of wins away from <laughs> finding right. that sounds a less than.
5: easy. <laughs> that is, that's don't put it that way, Jed. You're going the wrong direction. You're going the wrong. Don't do that to him.
6: And let me just say, Sheen, I know you've got a lot of hope right now because your your sons are doing great. And I'm not the biggest basketball guy, but I will say, as a lifetime Bengals fan, hope is a really, really dangerous thing to have because until Joe Burrow came along, my hope disappeared many years ago. So be careful on letting hope seep in too much because it will crush you. What a terrible message. But the hope feels so message, good, David Damon. It feels so good. I'm just terrible saying. Message. I'm just saying. Hey, I am I am a LeBron James fan, so I have been rooting for him in the playoffs. I have seen that. Although it's really funny. I had a Facebook memory from five years ago pop up today, and I wonder—I almost sent it to AK. It said it was the uh, um, uh, old—was it? Was that guy's name the guy who did the pregnancy test on TV? uh, um, Maury, uh, Maury, Maury Povich. It said, uh, it it said, it said, uh, sorry, Toronto Raptors. The the results are in. LeBron James is your daddy because it was the year before when LeBron beat
5: the Raptors and let's not forget uh they didn't have to play him in 2019 so uh blessings there listen they that's the hang
4: forever baby they
5: they slayed a lot of demons 2019 that was not one of them and i and and frankly i never need to find out if they could have i don't want to know i'm glad they didn't know
3: just give me one all I want is one. I will shut up forever. Just give me one. It'll taste so sweet. I'm going to disappear Look, as, into the ether as a like man three who weeks. Got you'll one. find me in Thailand, face down, ass up, at the end of those three weeks. Somehow, I don't understand how it's going <laughs> to well, happen. Well, you're really having a, a time in Thailand. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just saying. Like, this is going to derail my life if it happens. We're, we're going to so
5: find better. Shaheen in a uh, in a fight circus fight if, uh, if the Phoenix Suns, oh, with he, he's not going to know how he got there. He's going to be blindfolded with uh, his That's legs gonna, tied together. Me
3: and, and Indica's diva are really going to... Make it things yeah. happen. Yeah, those are that's a fight circus duo. I feel like, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well oh done. no, you nailed it. All right. Well
4: done. <laughs> you are a connoisseur of the circus. Well done, good sir.
3: <laughs> uh, so let's dive in, fellas. Aljamain Sterling, the man does it again. Like he just keeps doing it, regardless of what everyone else wants to think about it. He takes Splitty over Henry Cejudo at UFC 288, and now, like we talked about it on the post fight show, we really don't need to get into it today. One of the weirder title reigns that we have seen, but it's also kind of just starting to cross into really historic territory at this point. I think territory that nobody really expected us to get to, where we're talking about records like the most wins, longest win streak, the most consecutive title defenses in, in the division's history, UFC band and win history. Those are pretty significant records, those three, uh, and they all belong to the Funkmaster now. And, you know, it's never as clean as it seems like it should be with him. Uh, but really, frankly, I think we should all be bl- thanking the blood gods that somehow Derek Cleary po- pulled out one of the more absurd scorecards with that fifth round of Aljo because this could have been one of the messier situations imaginable if Henry Cejudo had pulled out a win that I think a lot of us believe he didn't win. So disaster averted, uh, as Dominic Cruz said on the, on the MMA Hour on Monday, that would have been a catastrophe. But we are, we are here now, and for our purposes, Aljamain Sterling, once again, you- oh, Shaheen, wait, Shaheen, wait, can I
5: ask, can I, can I, can I, can we present this in the form, can I present this in the form of a question for our, our fellow panelists, who I think maybe haven't looked at the final ranking.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm so not excited. even, I'm
5: not even there yet, so go ahead and do Okay, I'm sorry. Doing. I was going to ask uh, Jed, and maybe Damon, I don't know if Damon looked. Jed, uh, where do you think Cejudo ended up in our consensus bantamweight rankings coming off of this loss?
4: It's a good question. Where do you um... like, don't look
5: at it, yes, without looking, where do you think he ended up?
4: And our consensus ranking. So I know we got at least a couple of people that are going to get way too excited because losses don't mean anything to them. And I would bet that among our whole panel, one of them probably even scored it for Cejudo. And so he might even be snaked into a, the, the top overall spot in one of them, because some people are insane on our staff. Love them to death. Just crazy people. Uh, top five let's say top five
5: damon did you look at the consensus ranking
6: i looked at my rankings uh okay. just to make sure um consent i did I, I i only i only know my rankings i didn't look at okay. the other ones um i would say top five i would say number five would be good only because okay. san hagen's off a good win it'd be harder you know, it'd, be, it'd be harder to jump him uh marab obviously <laughs> Um, just you yeah. absolute <laughs> hero, AK. I take it that all right, you just All right, looked Shaheen, all
5: right Shaheen, Shaheen, do you want to? Okay, do, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your intro. Now no. that we've got this uh, guessing game out of the way, would you like to properly no. introduce this segment? <laughs> you, you, you
3: did the work for me, AK. I was going to say aljamain Sterling, our unanimous top bantamweight weight this month. Uh-huh. So instead, let's talk about Henry cejudo and where he fits in. Um, he, let me tell you something. He ain't number two. He's not number two. He ain't number three. So. He ain't number four, I respect he it. In, I respect, he ain't number five. I respect five. it so much. I'm just saying. Coming out of Saturday, it felt like there were a lot of real questions about whether he'd <laughs> even fight again at bantamweight. That lasted all the two days. He's already called that Marab. We know, at least for now, he is in this division to stay. So question, where does he fall, right? Where does he fall as a bantamweight? He ends up deb- debuting at number six this month for us for MMA fighting. So not in the top five. He is behind Aljamain Sterling, Marab, O'Malley, Sandhagen, and Piotr Jan. So I'll just throw it right out first. Damon, how's that sound to you? Do we screw up by getting him at number six?
6: Uh, no, I, uh, the only one I would, the only one I would, I would kind of quibble with is Jan just because John's off. Yeah. Uh, you know, Peter Jan's off a couple losses. And the last one was kind of an ugly one to Murad, but no, I don't, I don't really have a pride. five or six is pretty much where I think he would land. I mean, again, O'Malley's on a win streak. Sandhagen's coming off a big win over Cheeto, uh, even losing in a close fight to Aljamain still isn't a win, so you don't get to just jump right in there. So yeah, I think I think five or six is pretty right, um, based on where they're at. Like I said, the only way you could even argue is maybe Deon, but again, he lost. So how can you really argue with him going anywhere? Um, so yeah, I think six is about right. I You're agree welcome, with you, Damon. You're I, welcome. I agree with you. Six doesn't
3: feel bad. I had I, just- I am
4: shocked how high I had him relative to everybody
3: else. So, yeah, I was about to say, for the, for the listeners, Jed, you had him at number three, behind Sterling and Morab, obviously. Damon, you and I both had him at five. Uh, you ha- I had him behind Jan and Sanhagen, you had him behind Sanhagen and O'Malley. And I'm avoiding somebody in this whole conversation, because then there's AK. The so-called Prince of Positivity. You didn't have Cejudo in your top five. <laughs> you I didn't have Cejudo in your top ten. You didn't even have Henry Cejudo in your top 15. You had Henry Secuto unranked entirely. So I just want to open the floor before I even get to AK. You two gentlemen thoughts on this.
4: I support it so much. It's (laughs) I wish that I had that take. I wish that I had that level of take in me. Um, It's just great work from AK realistically. Like he didn't win. He didn't win. Who were his relevant wins at Bantamweight? I'm sorry. Marlon Marais semi-retired or at least should be retired tj dillashaw was a flyweight and he headbutted him and also tj dillashaw is retired and he didn't beat no i'm with dominic cruz
3: who is actually that's
4: actually questionable as i as i talk through it i don't have cruz ranked so i support it but the fact that ak does have cruz ranked a little more sus i will say a little more sus (laughs)
6: Yeah, I think uh, I think unranked is a bit harsh. You don't want to have him in the top five, top six. I totally understand that. But we have, because I listen, I have far more egregious issues with where people rank people on our panel. And I love everyone, be clear about that. Uh, but I have far more issues about where other people are ranked than not ranking Henry Cejudo. But I think Henry Cejudo is one of the best, it, at, right now, even off a of lost Aljamain Sterling, he is undoubtedly one of the best 15 bantamweights in the sport. And if you just take the cruise fight into account, that right there still matters. He knocked him out. I don't care uh, how much Cruz complained about that stoppage. Uh he did get knocked out in that fight and it was over. Um so yeah, I, I have a hard time believing he's not top fifteen. If you don't want to put him in the top five, top six, that's fine. Um, but yeah, not top fifteen at all. I, that's 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 problematic.
3: AK. Okay. Please mm-hmm. come in here. Please come into this conversation. Yes, I'm not going to help you. I hit you up yesterday when I was doing the math yeah. totally and all of this and yeah. I assumed it was a mistake <laughs> and then you you made it very abundantly clear. No, no, it's not a mistake and I even pointed yeah. out, hey, you know, Dominic Cruz is sitting here at number 10 for you. Like this feels a little weird. And you're like, no, no. The The resume is just not there. Can you please explain what you're doing with this? Because I just, I just don't get it.
5: He retired. He's out of the ranking. He was out of the ranking three years ago. Come back and win a fight. That's my bar. That's my bar to come back and be ranked. I don't. I don't ask a lot. I don't ask a lot. Just win a fight. He could have fought. And uh, oh, let, me, let me let me make some things clear. First of all, I'm not blaming Henry Cejudo for retiring, and I'm certainly not blaming him for walking back into a title shot. Kind of so feels retiring like kind of does. No. feel like it. Oh no 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 no. There, I didn't. I didn't bit. say. I didn't say there are no consequences. I say I don't blame him. I don't hate him for it. But there are consequences to actions. Him retiring in 2020 was super smart because we all know he was not getting paid what he's worth. For a guy who's a former Olympic medalist, I should say former, an Olympic gold medalist, the youngest in history, an MMA prodigy, or was the youngest in history, Damon. Who, who's a, a Jordan Burroughs? Jordan Burroughs. Carl, Carl Kyle Snyder. Carl Snyder, thank you. I'm sorry. Carl Snyder. Yeah. The youngest now. Uh, but incredible pedigree coming into MMA. Uh, super prospect, everyone says he's a future champion, uh, lives up to it, two-division champion. And I'm sure he was making very good money when he retired, but the, 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 uh, the explicit reason for his retirement was, you know, the, I will come back if the UFC makes the money right. They never did, I guess, until recently, or he just got that itch to compete again, So, so and he came back. So I have no problem with retirement. I remember being very supportive of it, like disappointed because I wanted to see him fight more, not because I was like, oh, he's he's abandoning the game. I was like, man, I just... Henry Cooley was a really good fighter. I really wanted to see him fight more. So, so that part sucked, but it wasn't like personal against him. Uh, I was a little irked that he was, you know, was calling for a tele shot and wanted to skip the line. But if you get it, you get it. So I'm not mad about that. He just got a championship paycheck coming off the couch. And and, and now he's right in the thick of the, the uh, you know, discussion again as one of the best bantamweights in the world. I understand. He took the champion to a five round fight and were it not for one scorecard would be the would would be my number one ranked. So the performance speaks for itself. Okay. It was it was a it was a very good performance. Um, but he didn't get the card. He didn't win. He did retire. He was removed from the rankings. Why is Dominic Cruz over him? Because Dominic Cruz has fought since then. There's a lot of guys that have over uh, over uh Henry, because they fought. They fought, they've been win winning fights. I, I I get it that those the wins over Munoz and Kenny, um, talking about Dominic Cruz, not like super that memorable, Casey but Kenny
3: wins. win was real.
5: That was a that was a real good one. He won. He won. He won. He won a fight of the night with Pedro. He won. He's winning fights. That's all I ask. Stick around and win fights. I was, Um. I'll I'll mention two more things first. Uh, I was, and, and obviously I had to prepare for this because I'm like, okay, I didn't realize I would be the only one not to rank him until I looked at the, we were doing the match. How did you
4: not realize you would be the only one? I thought one not someone, I thought someone or else would hard be the scorecard of being,
3: being the UFC champ.
4: He also, he was within one bad score of yeah, being true. UFC he champion. Didn't get it. He if if Derek Cleary didn't suck at his job, I mean, he would have been sucking at his job at a different portion.
5: <laughs> just to bring it back, to bring it back to just my original, like I, I had all these other explanations, but the most basic thing is if you retire, just come back and win a fight, and you, you can have a ranking. If you don't win, I'm not throwing you back in. I'm just can not going to it.
4: Can I ask you a question? Yes. yes uh, okay. Because I don't want this to be a personal attack. No, it should uh, I, I welcome it. I do, But I don't want it because I, <laughs> <Okay>. I do want, <laughs> as a man with a controversial process, mm-hmm. I understand it, and I understand mm-hmm. the limits of your process. I would argue strongly that a lot of your process is faulty because Henry Cejudo right now is not ranked, and Conor McGregor held the lightweight ranking for like five years without winning a fight in the weight class, but- Neither
3: here nor there. My right? question Go to simply. Dory Masvidal, Darren Till, Kelvin Gastelum, lots of examples. But they-
4: I love how you just didn't bring up Tony Ferguson because that one would have hurt your <laughs> soul, but need- you could add he, Tony Ferguson. He was in. fighting.
3: We don't need to he, make it.
4: He, he was fighting. He wasn't winning, but that's not right. the point. I have one follow-up question, and this comes from a good place, AK. You say come back and win a fight. Okay. If Henry Cejudo had come back and beaten, who's the worst weight on the roster? Trying to oh, think.
5: Hold on, let me. I, ha, I can tell you that right now. I have who if is he come the, back and beat Aaron Phillips, zero and four, who might not he might not be in the roster yeah, anymore. Yeah, if he I'm came, came sure back he and
4: would. beat Aaron Phillips, mm-hmm. where would Henry Cejudo be ranked in your rankings?
5: I would rank him. He would be in the rankings. I would put him back in the top the team.
4: I would like to just suggest to you, <laughs> um in as kind a way as possible, that perhaps yes. you know take this next month when you have a minute. You know, don't spend mm-hmm. too long on this. Maybe just reflect on if if you believe that a pro, that a process wherein Henry Cejudo <laughs> taking three years off, beating nobody currently really relevant outside yeah. of the Dominic Cruz win, and yeah. Cruz probably shouldn't be relevant anyway, different thing, whether him coming back after that time and beating Aaron Phillips or random contender series, dude, put it, that would put him into the top 10 versus almost beating the current champion doesn't get him any love at all. Yeah. Whether that is reflective of of the top of this division and what you would like to espouse just just something to consider maybe reflect on your process and think if maybe there are better ways to go about
6: things or just some tweaks to make just can i that's a can i also can i throw out can i also throw out one little one small argument real quick just to that point Mm -hmm. win a fight it's about winning the fight right okay that's what you say right winning the fight correct correct okay why then do you have Alexander Volkanovsky ranked number one pound for pound over Islam Makachev, even though he lost to Islam? Islam
3: oh. did it. Wait, do I? Yeah. Oh, he's pulling out receipts. I
6: got receipts. You got him. Oh, I got get him. You got That's you got, not even in the same that's not even the, same, in, class. Not not even the same class. You got Ingana uh, you got in ahead of <laughs> I'm just saying, like if it's all about wins and losses, you got Volkanovsky number one, but he lost to Makachev. That's
5: that's that, not even the same. That's not even the same weight class. I'm that, just that, saying, that, that, if I, wins and
6: losses matter, why wouldn't that matter there? Why wouldn't the they guy do. Who
5: won the fight? They do, but I mean, weight class definitely matters. That's a whole other discussion. Look, that's a whole it's, other, it's very saying. clear
3: that AK <S laughs> just does not like Henry Cejudo. <laughs> this is not <laughs> and Thus, that is the reason. I, I, I don't like him, but that is not why I did this.
5: That's that's again separate conversation. Weight class, separate conversation. Me not liking Henry Cejudo, separate conversation. Not ranking Henry Sudo separate conversation they may seem related they all may seem related but they're not uh the, the obviously the, the whole Aaron Phillips example you know it's an exaggerate it's a fun hypothetical but again we all know that's a scenario that would never happen he would never be brought back to fight so it's it's a it's a thought exercise again if it happened, yeah I don't You can I'm learn a lot I would, from
4: thought exercises oh, and sure. I'm just I love, saying just take some time and reflect if I love you think that this process is leading okay, to results that Listen, that and we believe are good, and if if so go down, that's
5: fine. <laughs> if we want to go down the hypothetical road, if we want to go down the hypothetical road, you can go. Well, what I mean, what if Marlon Vera had gotten the shot of Henry Cejudo? I think he would have put on a great fight against against Aljo, and then would would we have ranked you know Marlon Vera higher? Like like yes. for me, it's yes, uh, we would have, and uh, we you know maybe we would have.
4: Yes. The thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm unclear I, where you're going with thing. this. Song <laughs> here's
5: the thing: I I cannot reward. Cejudo just for the screwy matchmaking again it's not his fault that he got this opportunity it's great that he got it and he fought very well but I hated the process of this matchmaking I hated it but when the fight was announced I hated it when the fight was being discussed long before it was announced I don't have to like justify no one's asking you
3: to put him number two okay no one's asking you to put him number five sure no one's asking you to put him anywhere but you don't think he's better than I don't know
5: ricky's jonathan martin jonathan martinez my number 14th ranked ufc heavyweight uh, sorry bantamweight
4: yeah uh song
5: yeah. saeed Sa- Sa- nirmago meta my jonathan, number my number Jonathan
4: martinez ranked... is not your number 14 ranked bantamweight by the way
5: no that isn't that is in the ufc just oh UFC. in the ufc got oh it, that's what i'm it, saying listen it, you had in got bellator it, got, it, got, it, got it. you had in bellator got it got it got it got it i can't even believe we're talking about henry cejudo i'm not putting him above patchy mix and Stotts. guys who've been putting in work no no this, he, he's not even, he's not that's um, what i'm saying if you look, had an I understand tour, and i you accept your process AK. right now he's if you are
4: if you are comfortable with this then i'm comfortable for you i am just politely suggesting okay. maybe rethink or at least consider that maybe this isn't a, what you were going for listen, that your I'm process a fair- <laughs> has led you astray
5: listen i'm a fair man I'm a, fa- I, I, am maybe the maybe the fairest man in the world. I don't know. I, I don't
4: know how you. <laughs> Usually, can the fairest in people in the world say statements just like yeah. that.
5: <laughs> I don't know how you can track that sort of thing. No one's keeping a list. But I'm saying if someone could object, if there were make a list, lists, you there. would be on it. I'd be higher than Henry Cejudo is in my ranking in my bantamweight rankings. So let me put it that way, which is which is easy because he's not there. Um, Look, and I'll also mention Shaheen the uh, the polls the polls that i yes. ran because
3: again i'm a fair man i'm glad you brought up some some I'm say the
5: fairest some say someone <laughs> say the fairest I'm a, but i'm also a man of the people i'm a man of science i'm a man of many you're things. a man of polls so my, my personal poll i uh, through my twitter which yeah whatever has only a handful of followers uh where do you place henry cejudo in the rankings after his performance at ufc 288 uh top five 60 pretty strong 67.5 percent right now pretty strong okay uh only only 8.3 have him unranked so not looking great for me. Uh worse on YouTube. Worse on YouTube, where we had a much, much we have at least, at least 20 something thousand people voted. Um, you know what? I don't need to read the YouTube poll. I think reading the other poll was fine. I don't think you need to <laughs> no, know. Please. No, please. I mean
4: <laughs> probably like
3: 80, yeah,
5: that 80%. Percent 80, five. 80 81%, Jed, 81% say top five. Five percent. Listen, I'm Mr. 5% now. So 5%. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm glad. look. Look, we don't need to belabor this. We don't need to belabor this. There's a reason. Uh, can I ask
4: one more question? I, ha- I do have one more question for AK Please. on his process. I welcome. I
5: welcome questions. This sure. is uh, when you're a man of science. I'm, I'm here to questions. learn. Oh, That's wow. the thing. I'm not
4: attacking. I'm AK. here to teach. So, I just want so, to just make sure that I have this right because it, it sounded like one of your, if not your primary argument against, was you didn't believe in the process that got Cejudo to the title fight, yes. and you didn't want to reward him for essentially being catapulted into a fight ahead of ahead of schedule yes
5: and getting the chance to take the champion to the limit which i i I feel other fighters in the top five or six could have done but that's hypothetical i'm sorry go on please
4: that seems very insane to me to (laughs) to say this is kindly like Mm -hmm. did Mm -hmm. it I don't know how to really react. Fighters get fights. They don't deserve all the time. It happens almost like on a monthly basis. And I don't feel like that ever plays a huge role here. And more to the point on the other side of it, like it feel that feels a bit asymmetrical. I'm trying, right. I'm going to talk my way through the thought process here because I don't have this. I didn't have time to like write down how to say it or whatever. It's just like, yeah, you You are not going to reward fighters for taking opportunities that any fighter would say yes to, but you are sort of de facto punishing every other fighter who doesn't get opportunities even when they should. Bilal Muhammad for, uh, I guess, maybe Bilal isn't the perfect person since he just got an opportunity, uh, but maybe we can use this as a segue. How long has Bilal Muhammad, where is Bilal Muhammad in your rankings? He's number four in your rankings. He's now number four. Now, number four, prior to that, where yeah. was he prior to this? He
5: was number seven.
4: Okay, number seven. And that's even coming off the, the Sean Brady win, a man who had been, as you say, putting in the work, but is not getting those, quote unquote, screwy opportunities from the UFC you're not elevating them either. So you are just punishing fighters both for taking good ah, opportunities and not see, winning and is, for not getting good opportunities Here is, here is your all. mistake.
5: Here is your mistake. Here is your mistake. Uh, a fair question, though. Thank, thank you, young man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Henry Cejudo is not being punished. He didn't lose anything. He never had a ranking going into this fight. He's not being punished. AK, Nothing when has been seven of away. us
3: do a thing and you are the one that doesn't uh-huh. do a thing, it... I don't know that you can argue. I made my ranking this, without independence.
4: Listen, it also just is sort of a binary. Yeah. Wait a like, minute. He's not he's losing, losing anything. Let us mean? not. Let
5: us.
3: look. Hold on. Look, Let us look, not look, look, look. call hey. the
5: balloting process. In the court. We do not. We look do at each not other. need to we be are
3: independent panel. We are 20 we are minutes. We do not look at each other's. We are okay. 20 minutes and we Listen, do not need to belabor this. There is a we reason should. we have an eight person panel. Yeah. So that we got to get to the
4: women's Bantamweight talk, AK. <laughs> I
3: have a PowerPoint. Well, is there a way we can, like the people, the podcast listeners can we'll, see we'll it? We'll make it a can visual we... pod on Spotify. Okay. There, and Thank we'll, you. we'll figure out all the, the bells and whistles on that. Okay. Eight person panel. There's a reason we have eight people so that occasionally when somebody goes off the reservation, their opinion doesn't matter a ton because it's outweighed by seven other opinions. <laughs> mm. So it works out in that favor. Real quick before we move okay, on. Your opinion always matters but this time, anybody. by the way. Oh, but this time. He's not in the top five. That's true. You me. did single-handedly <laughs> hold him out of the top five. So congratulations. Steve.
4: one uh, one rogue panelist has consistently held Francis Ngannou out of a top pound for pound spot for like two
3: years. You so would be happy to learn, learn not even that the worst. Francis Ngannou is in that rogue panelist's pound for pound this month at number at number twenty, but he's in there. <laughs> he finally he finally Mo- did it. Moving on up, Casey finally broke baby. Uh, <laughs> la- real quick for you, gentlemen, before we move on, Murat versus Henry. Do you like it? Because I actually really like it. I think it makes a lot of sense for everything that's going on in this division right now.
6: I, hate I love it. it. I hate oh, it.
3: Damon conflict.
6: Yeah, I, hate it. I hate it. Why? do share, you hate it? Why share. do you
3: hate it, Damon? What's the ba- What's the
6: downside? So here's why. So, well, here let me throw this out there. I so and I again, I'm being a little bit biased here. I had a interview a couple hours ago with a man by the name of Corey Sanhagen. And Corey, to, uh, to get AK on his side here, Corey basically said Henry was already gifted a title shot that he didn't really necessarily deserve. Giving him Mirab back-to-back is punishing the other guys of division who have worked their way up, like Corey Sandhagen, who beat Cheeto Vera, who is on a win streak, much like Murab Diwalashvili. And ideally, that fight would either be a number-one contender's fight or a potential vacant title fight, depending on if Aljo goes out and smokes O'Malley, which I think he will, Uh, and vacates the title to go up to 145 then you need a new champion O'Malley just lost Henry Cejudo just lost Morab and Corey would be a great vacant title fight or at worst the number one contenders fight so I agree with Corey you've already rewarded Henry once by letting him jump right in the title fight and jump over everybody else I in in theory O'Malley was the number one contender right he was after beating Piotr Jan um giving him another top guy without doing anything else in the division seems like you're punishing Corey Sandhagen for just going out there and winning three straight main events, beating song, Yadong, dong, beating Cheeto Vera, uh, True. you know, so, so, or yeah, too. So, um, yeah. So who do, I have no problem with Sudo getting Cheeto. I, I said that to, to Corey, I was like, what about Cheeto Vera? That'd be a fun fight. Let him fight something like that, but rewarding him. For losing to the champion when he was on for three years, and then giving him another number one contender's fight off a loss, seems a little unfair to, to some of the other guys. So I agree with Corey. It's got to be Corey and Murab, and then let let Sahuda fight Cheeto. That's a good fight. Let him fight. Uh, let him fight Umar. Let him do that one. See if he, if he beats Umar. Maybe I'll be a believer again. But yeah, no, I don't think you should just give him another number one contender's fight right off the bat.
5: Damon that's a very strong case why Why? really what really why should someone who's not a top five bantamweight <laughs> are, what some some would argue unranked uh why should he get a fight against the only the
3: fairest people in the world would argue that
5: yes yes I actually yeah. that's true. I actually hadn't thought about that
4: I understand where you're coming from but I I just don't don't dig on it like no disrespect to Corey Sandhagen because he's a hell of a fighter you you just got to do more, be yeah, be, be more interesting, man. Like I I think that this fight makes sense, and I also don't think this fight excludes Corey Sandhagen, because if I'm coming around to the idea that Sean O'Malley beats Aljamain Sterling, I'm not all the way there yet. But you give me a few more months, and I might I might just swerve. But even if you're right, Damon, if if Aljo whoops up on Sean O'Malley, he's gone. He's gonna he's gonna dip, which means that the winner of that fight, Cejudo versus Dvalishvili is essentially the number one dude in the division. And then there's, if it's for an interim title, okay, that's a touch unfair for Corey Santagen, sure, but deserves got nothing to do with in this sport. And instead, Corey Santagan could just find himself fighting the winner of that fight for either the vacant or the, the undisputed title. I don't think that necessarily puts him out. Yes, maybe, I mean, maybe Sean O'Malley gets that spot against the winner of that fight, but... If, like you said, if if Al Sterling runs over him, I don't know that the UFC is going to immediately put Sean O'Malley right back in a title fight and let him rebuild the brand a little bit, and instead then you can have Corey Santagin do that. So I said on the post-show, I thought this is where Henry was going. He proved me right in the span of about 72 hours. Uh, I think the fight makes total sense. Run it.
3: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, this to me just feels like it solves a lot of problems that we have right now at Bantamweight. Um, especially with Aljo's impending departure. So I don't know. We'll see. One other, There's just one other thing that I want to mention on this fight before we move on, and it's not even something I really thought we would be talking about today. But AK, I didn't think that it would be possible for me to find a take of yours that I disliked more than the Sahudo take between oh my the end God, of this fight and, here? And, and us yeah. taping this. And then we did some math this morning and I stumbled upon this one. And you've kind of been flying under the radar with this one because this isn't even something new. This is just something Sneaky. that you've had. But Aljamain Sterling. Oh God. So Aljamain Sterling, the, the bantamweight oh my champion. Oh God, what have you done? AK, you're a big bantamweight guy, I think. Jeez, I dude. Hold on, hold on. Let me, <laughs> love, let me set this love, up. I love. Let me set anyway. this up. AK, you're a big bantamweight guy. You love the bantamweights. Well, no. I think you're on record calling it the best division in the sport. I disagree mm-hmm. with you but you do you. It's your world. I'm not going to stop you. The king of that supposed best division in the sport is a man who has 14 UFC wins at 135, most ever. Nine straight wins at 135, most ever. Three straight title defenses at 135, most ever. If you look at our pound for pound rankings, he is number seven behind Nganu, Adesanya, Edwards, Jones, Volk, Islam, that order going up. Not a bad spot by any means. That feels right, actually. I would say that spot feels pretty good. But if you look at our personal ballots after 288, Damon, you have him at number five. Jed, you and I have him at number six. Again, he's right there. Whether you like him or not, he has the streak. He has the records. He fits in. He's a top, top tier guy. And then there's AK. And apparently this has just been happening and we didn't even notice it. Can you just explain where you have Aljamain Sterling on your men's pound for pound ranks and why? All right. Well, I'll say where I have him. All right, I have met number 14.
4: <laughs>
3: it's low. It's low. Th- th- this, this, It's this, not this, high. I'll say, I'll say this 14. ahead time. This, time. Hold on, real quick. Is just a tougher... for context. Let's get some let's context in here. Oh, I'll do because it right now. 14 it right now. Here's, fused... who here, here's who he's
5: behind. Here's yeah, who he's behind. Two-division Tour champion, Patricia Pitbull. I I, feel very comfortable putting him behind there. Could be uh, three. Max Holloway, who's lost to one guy. Max Holloway's lost to one guy in the last, what, like, what, five? Like, at Featherweight? Or one guy at all at Featherweight?
4: No, and Connor, Connor.
5: Uh, Poirier who I think has one of the strongest resumes in also any, Poirier, division, by any. By the way. super yeah uh, Robert Whitaker again has lost to one guy so one guy 185 uh the screwy one is Alex Pereira Alex Pereira is in at number nine I don't know where everyone else has him
3: do I have him too high Poirier is also I you are the only one who has Alex Pereira ahead of algebra I
5: have super high the I, I I don't know what to do with the you know he knocks out Edison which put him in the top 10 obviously then he lost you guys kind of bumped him out which makes a, a perfect sense um it's just hard for me because again uh, uh pound for pound should not be the same as divisional rankings. But it's like, obviously, Whitaker couldn't beat Adesanya. So I feel like I have to have prayer ahead of Whitaker, even though Whitaker clearly has the much stronger resume than Pereira. So this is when we get into the whole um, debate of like, oh, well, how do you, you know define pound for pound? You might also say if, if Whitaker and Pereira fought 10 times, I'd pick Whitaker to beat him. Like, so there's that fact to it. But just the fact that he beat uh, Izzy, Whitaker didn't, I have to put him above there. Uh, uh, Charlie, listen, uh, Charles Oliveira, again, he beat Poirier pre-definitively and then uh, Usman edwards and all these people so i, I there's a little bit of I mean, math in there there's a little bit of you know i keep saying i wish sterling had the chance to fight some more relevant contenders again not his fault even the tj dillashaw fight when it was booked obviously we all wanted jose aldo but i think we all kind of agreed tj was still a top five phantom at the time um it just sucks the way it that fight came about and then the way it played out was even worse so again, so much of this stuff I'm look, criticizing. Jed, it. not Jed you're raising well. your hand. I don't
3: yeah. buy anything AK's saying. Jed, can you please go? I've explained why they're all. I want
4: by. I want to. I want to lead with a, a a very small defense of of AK before I before I explain what's really going on okay. here because I I've actually solved what happened here. Okay. The please. small defense is this. I'm I'm not look. I, I would have to go back and look, but a lot of people did not have Sterling High for a lot of this run hmm. because it's been weird. I think as he's added a few more he's moved up so it just I'm going to just guess that AK just simply hasn't really been moving him up the way other people have but that's not to explain what's going on here because I I've solved it um because if you look at his rankings 14 sterling immediately underneath Flyweight champion Brandon Moreno. I think it's clear to say AK just hates short kings. Oh, he just hates I the know. short kings.
5: Well, don't say who's behind Moreno then. Don't say who's behind Moreno. I, Rayno, I that's know. Even, no, wow. I was getting all, there. That's,
4: that's, that's even worse. There's a block where you've oh, got wow. you've got Pitbull, Sterling oh, wow. Moreno, DJ. You hate the short kings, <laughs> no, later, AK. Later, later. That's what's you're, going
5: on. Hold on, right behind them. Right behind them. you for Haskas. Solid. Six foot four. Alex Pereira's being one on.
4: dude in his MMA career, but he's six one. And yes. has arms that go like go-go gadget. And AK is like, give me some of that guy. That's who I need on my pound for bound.
5: He cuts a very impressive figure. Jan Blachowicz is
4: behind them. He's a AK. solid 6'2".
3: AK. I'm just saying. This is I, got just, man look, I got a little Vince McMahon in me. I got a little Vince 2023.
4: You can't hate short kings, AK.
3: AK, I love you. I respect uh-huh. you so much. You're, uh-huh. You are the Prince of Positivity. You inspire me in my darkest hours. I just don't. I don't see where you're coming from. Man, you can talk about like Aljo hasn't fought the guys you want him to fight, but you also are just conveniently ignoring Corey Sandhag and choking him out in like eighty eight seconds and beating Piotr Jan. Like what what, man? Why if this should is, he be so far ahead of sport. Make
5: the case, make the case why he's so far ahead of Holloway.
3: Because the champion You have him, you have because him. He, because he's the record breaking champion of your best division in the sport.
5: You have can him, I? Can, can uh, we discuss that? No, 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 no. Hold on. You have him twelve spots ahead of Max Holloway. You tell me how Aljamain Sterling is twelve spots ahead of Max Holloway? Because
3: this is a pound for pound list for today mm-hmm. for twenty twenty three, and Aljamain Sterling has not lost in a half of a decade. Okay.
5: Holloway's lost. Max to one Holloway guy, has lost
3: three times in that. Because he keeps to one losing, guy. man. To one guy. Cool. Which is Look, why he's still on my top twenty, also, but he's not in
6: the. I'd like no, it. But he's still lost. And I have that, that first fight was 4
4: I have my Poirier. I have my, I have Holloway. behind Poirier. I will say that I think Max Holloway. I understand the argument. I don't agree with it, but if you look at my rankings, I have max like three spots back or whatever. So I get the argument. I think that you're just objectively wrong on Pereira. And I would also say objectively wrong on Poirier because Poirier hasn't lost as much though. He certainly has some losses in there. Granted, Great competition, but his wins are Connor. (laughs) He's beat Connor, got the Gaethje and Chandler, but Chandler,
5: Max sorry Eddie, Justin fettis
4: Yeah, those those three wins are not as good as Aljamain Sterling's title defense wins in my in my argument. I I think pretty pretty objectively, Sterling's he should be in front of over
3: Corey Sanhagen is infinitely better than anything Dustin Poirier has done just records wise over the last five
5: years. Oh. I don't know if it's better than beating Max Holloway.
4: No, it's not better than beating Max Holloway. Well, that's what I, Sheen I'm, just I, said. That's what no, I'm, said. No, I, I didn't. I did not co-sign so Shane, Shaheen's Shane, statement.
5: I want to hear him. I want to hear him double down on it.
4: Oh, oh wait! I have the double down. Um, I want to get this quote right. That's at a different weight class. It doesn't matter. No, no, I said. I said it does matter because I have. I have Holloway behind Poirier. I mean it doesn't matter but, though. I said Vol- it doesn't Volkanovski losing in a different way class doesn't matter. So why is that? that
6: I have Holloway behind Poirier. Okay. We can go. But we you have go. but you have but you have but you have Islam behind Volkanovski. There are different weight classes. Why is that? What I mean Wins matter, KK. Come on, look, Shaheen, help me. You have Alexander Volkanovski. I'm Vodafone. not going to help, help me. me. I'm not going to help, help me. me. <laughs> you have, come on, we're learning
3: a lot about Alexander <laughs> no, K. Lee today. No, wait a minute, <laughs> that's this this what I need some backup rankings. Shaheen, that is what I need to because you are the you were the, the, the one who the question
5: to Shaheen. Ask the question I just to to Shaheen. want
4: to know why you don't like the smalls. You constantly say Bantamweight is a great division, and yet the champion of it is it is, is, gets no
5: respect i did not have to comment on this publicly uh my stance is i don't see height i don't see height i don't know if you guys i don't see height
4: <laughs>
5: i don't see the world you live that, your life on K. zoom I, you know, I don't see the world that lens it's okay
6: i've done it before i did it i can't remember what ranking show we did maybe like a year ago and i had somebody ranked and i just flat out said i did that wrong like i just hey, I blew i've it. done that as well i, I so AK, Look, sometimes okay. you don't it's okay to admit that you're wrong here. It's okay to say, you know what? Maybe I just didn't rank him high enough and, and it's it's an error. And that's okay. No. We're all, we're all, we're all capable of making errors. Trust me. I've had a couple where I'm like, no. why did I have that ranked? It's okay have... to look at number 14 and say, yeah, maybe I should have the UFC bands of weight champion of the world. The best, but the guy you have number one ranked in bands of weight, ranked a little higher than 14. Mm-hmm. That's okay to admit.
5: Mm-hmm. Listen, uh, <laughs> Why I, I I'm fine no. having Usman above him still. I'm sure Usman's Alex, Alex Pereira is Listen super stoked guy. that you
3: have him at number nine. I'm sure he's very uh-huh. happy with that. <laughs> that's and, a little and, high. And that's all. Pereira can, is a is
4: a tough a scene at the minimum. That's a little high. <laughs> at the <laughs> minimum, Pereira <laughs> but, is a tough but, but, one. But I'm
5: obligated by MMA math. I have him behind I have him ahead of Whitaker We didn't authorize you we didn't did math. to pull off the calculator. We don't have a imagine. This was mental arithmetic.
3: This was mental MMA MMA MM arithmetic. We can move on. We've spent 40 minutes on this. It's fine. We've just we're learning a lot about AK today, and that's okay. I think that's Listen, okay. we but the
5: people can judge me. They already have based on the two polls that I put out there, and now after they hear the show, they can.
6: They you can might have to. People. You might have to add you rogue you some to comments, his, bro, to his list of when you when you introduce him next time, Sheen. You may have to introduce him as the Prince of Positivity, the King in the North, <laughs> and the Rogue banalist as the new nickname for. AK. I think you may have was, taken the throne from say- Casey. <laughs>
5: I was going to try and bring the rogue panelist on, uh, even though he did rank Sehudo pretty high. To, <laughs> to, to deflect. I
3: thought, I, thought like, I could turn him.
5: I thought, I thought I'd thought i be able to turn him to my side. Uh, and he said he would have just yelled at me too. So uh, I, I'm glad he- uh, it's,
3: So far, died. I've seen it's, you try to turn at least seven different people to your side, including the public I, in these polls, and no one's done it. No one's I, can been convinced. I, I have
4: of 5%
5: it. of support on YouTube. That 5%, I am here for you. <laughs> Do start riding. reading
4: YouTube comments. That an for you. I, I believe that's a defendable position. A.K. Sterling this low
3: is Sterling's tougher. It's much. It tough. is a, I, I, it's much tougher. Is tougher.
4: Fortunately, no one's going to be mad at you because it's not like there are a legion of Sterling fans who are going to get off their arms about this. You picked it, so way way to, to for it. Way to, to pick on, on the at-risk population. Astute listeners,
5: go back listen to this segment. I, I clearly explains my logic. Whether you agree with that logic is another story entirely. Uh, and she yeah. didn't jack me up on the on the Volkanovsky thing. So I used well, to use well that well. excuse
4: in math class. Follow? I showed my work. It was <laughs> bad and wrong, yeah, but I showed it. Teacher, obviously, if, I get full credit. Teacher, if my process
5: took me here, how can it be wrong? All right, exactly. It's, it's there. It's on paper. We'll move on. on. How can it be wrong? <laughs> I'm going home now. We'll move Bye. on. I'm
3: going home. We'll move on. It's been a very <laughs> revealing day here on the on the Inviting Ranking Show. I do feel uh, exposed. The one last thing we can get to about Saturday's card the only I think other thing worth mentioning or at least discuss because also there is Yao Xiao Nan out there as well I think the other big notable result of the card she moved up from number seven to number four uh for our straw weight rankings I think I really like the fight between her and Welly Zhang I think that's gonna be really fun just lead up and the whole thing in China like that'll be really interesting also like her just consistently talking about how no one in China likes her and they only like Zhang not something I realized but that's you know we'll see how that plays out Bilal Muhammad, I do want to mention Bilal Muhammad because this is someone that we have argued about on this show. This is someone we've argued about on other shows. He finally feels like he is at a place where he's starting to earn some of the respect that he is long overdue at this point. He moves up to number four now for us at Welterweight. He's only buying Hamzat, Usman, and Edwards. That's it. Damon, you had him at number two. I had him at number three. A.K. You had, him at, you had him at four. Jed, you had him at six. There's not a lot to mention here, but I just wonder why do you think why do you guys think it's so hard to come to a consensus on this? Still, even still for below, because is
4: a damn good division. It's just well, here's, that, like,
6: here's where I start. Here's where I start dropping some hammers, and, and I'm going to start throwing right at right at the esteemed Jed Michu because well, and he oh. and he, knows, he knows this he knows this he knows why and he's he's fully copped to this before, but. Having Shavkat Rachmanov and Hamzat Shumayev ranked above Bilal Muhammad is utterly ridiculous. Now, I want to throw this out there real quick. Hamzat's last win at welterweight was a win over Gilbert Burns, a good win. We all agreed that was a good win. That was April 9th, 2022, last time he fought at welterweight. In the time since then, Bilal Muhammad has earned a very dominant decision over Vicente Luque, who was ranked pretty high at the time, I think six or seven, maybe seven or eight. He knocked out Sean Brady and he just basically one-sided defeated Gilbert Burns in a much more dominant fashion. I know two weeks notice. I get it, but they were both the same disadvantage. You can't say the two weeks notice thing. They were both on two weeks notice. This was not
3: literally coming off Ramadan. He was in the middle of Ramadan in the middle of Ramadan and on vacation.
6: In reality, Gilbert had the advantage. He had just fought three rounds. He actually wasn't a bigger advantage than Blau. Blau was not going through anything. He was in Ramadan and and on vacation in Canada when he got the call and did this. So you can't hold against it. He had a more dominant win over Gilbert Burns than Hamzat Shemaev did. There's no argument that. It was 50-45. He had a more dominant win. Yet you have Hamzat and Shavkat ranked above him. What does this man have to do? Like it, he's gonna have to become champion for you to finally give him some respect.
3: No nah, he'll become champion. Oh, yeah. We'll still have Shavkat at
6: number one. Yeah, the Shavkat.
4: If he one doesn't there. beat Shavkat to become champion, sure, I will. I will start this by throwing you a, a slight bone here, Damon, and saying that this was my hardest ranking this month. I spent a good two minutes uh, weighing, <laughs> weighing.
5: He really I don't agonized over t- it. <laughs> That's a long time for one ranking. That's a long time. That's a long time.
4: Do you ask for these at like 4 a.m. on fight <laughs> night? I'm not going to spend an hour on each of them. Sorry. I spent, but I looked at it and I stared at it and I was doing it during the post-fight presser. And so I don't remember. I, Al Jermaine was probably being mad about something or whatever. And I was like, is it time to just pull sh- pull Homs out from the rankings entirely? And I'm giving him one more cycle. I think ultimately I'm just going to boot him from the rankings entirely because it feels like he's not coming back to welterweight, but I'm holding on hope because I thought that that's where he was going to win a title. So I, I'm, I could totally accept maybe I should have Bilal in front of Hamza because I'm expecting Hamza to leave, but my answer is the same as always. I believe that the five men I have ranked above him would beat the ever-loving shit out of Bilal Muhammad if they fought. I could be wrong, and if he proves me wrong by fighting them one day, then I will have to adjust my rankings. But it's the the principle of which I live by, and I feel comfortable, not not like I'll defend this take to the death, but I feel fine with Leon, Shavkat, Kamaru, Amasov, and Shemaev in front of him, which isn't a statement against Bilal Muhammad. Great fighter on a phenomenal run. He absolutely deserves a title fight. He's a thousand percent not going to get one. And that sucks. But welterweight's just a good division. When you get to the top five of any of the good weight classes, if they aren't fighting each other so there's a clear hierarchy,
6: it is a lot of vibes. And in my vibes, those dudes would beat him up. But that, it, that that's the criteria. So basically, what we're saying is the criteria is who's going to beat up who because in that criteria. It always has been my criteria. Yar, for two Yaroslav, years, that's been my criteria. Yar, Yaroslav Amosov, his monumental victory, just a, a career defining win over Logan Storley is better than Bilal Muhammad going out and waxing Gilbert Burns for five rounds. Because no, that, that speaks for <laughs> Not what I'm saying.
4: Never once said it's a better win. It's not. If I'm just looking at ooh, which of these k- resumes would I rather have? Which Gilbert, is how I largely look at pound for pound, mind you, then yeah, for sure Bilal Muhammad has better wins. But if those two dudes fought, I've watched them fight. I feel that Yaroslav Amasov would win. Could be wrong. Been wrong a lot. I was super <laughs> wrong about Jessica and Josh fighting out Jonathan on Saturday.
5: Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's the same thing with Hamza because because Damon, you bring up a really good point. Who has the better win against Gilbert Burns? I think unequivocally, Bilal. Um, but I, yeah, I have Shemaya once. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it was, the it wasn't entered. It was, the sure. fight was way more memorable. The yeah, one. Yeah, but, but one of
4: those fights happened sooner. And I will be Frank. I think below. like Gilbert Burns, I think is getting old now. I can't be sure of that, but he looked sure. old against Jorge. Sure. It is. It's better to beat people before other people beat them, as Colby Covington found out in his career by just cleaning up Kamar Usman's scraps. That's something. Like to you factor in his you just was... got to do that, and so yes, right. if you are if if you're taking all context out of it, thousand percent, Bilal's but... win is is cleaner than than Hamzat's win. I, also think I am not enough. at all sure it's better because I think yeah. that the Gilbert Hamzat fought was much better than the Gilbert Bilal fought.
5: But, but, but they're close enough in time. I mean, eleven mo- and eleven months in sports, The combat sports, is a long time but it's not so like a crazy, it's sort of like 13, excuse me, 13 months, or I guess really just about a year.
4: So 13 months crazy. and one fight of the year war. Is I get a, it. It's a, look, for sure. You I, say I saw Robbie Lawler yeah. fight his whole career and he was dope. Sure. And then he fought Carlos Conde and but, that man was never the same, but I, sometimes it just happens.
5: A five round, two fifty forty five. like, That's pretty impressive. That's, that's, it's, that's, that's the case that Damon's making. I totally understand that. Hobbs that screws up a lot
4: because. that's The thing is, I, I agree. Like if you want to put him, Damon's got him number two and I'm not here to talk shit at all about it. No. Fine with that ranking. I'm also fine with six. I'd be, I would not be fine with anything lower than like. I mean, honestly, six is probably about as low as you could reasonably go with him. Maybe yeah. seven or eight, but you,
5: you, you, and I are both using the same logical Hamza. If he fought Bilal, I would super favor, and at one seventy, I would super favor Hamza. So that's really why I just have him one spot above. But if Shamayev, if, if you know, if you said like next cycle we all kind of decide, like, holy crap, is this guy going to fight at one seventy again and took him out? I am. I'm Bilal, probably going to pull will number, next Yeah, would be number three with me. He'd be number five with you. Um, this is kind of I don't want to too much of a tangent, but Hamza like has handled his inactivity so badly um you think he's so? just wanted to
4: i mean he today he, he's he's he tweeting up a storm
3: today well, so it's dumb. clear he like, wants to fight like he w- does he yes you could tweet about it no. then, how is he not getting a, what is keeping him from getting a fight i think there he are internal there are internal politics regarding him i sure are. are that he, make it a little bit more difficult to book him than other people yes but he never
5: took responsibility for <laughs> how badly he must mis- <laughs> wait how badly taking he mis- responsibility responsibility to and miss- say i'm sorry
3: to you is what you want i know at
5: 279 he screwed up their plans and left himself without a division like that's that's true we, the, no one knows where this guy is 170 or 185 now so he can say all he wants oh i'm going to fight At i i, I could take fights at either like we have to see it so i do i've got to put i'm more i'm normally pretty pro fighter i got to put oh, a lot yeah, of those very pro for, fighter earlier yeah,
4: that's her name. He hey, no, know. you got to remember, um, Hamza is over six feet tall. Maybe he's just yeah, at six, so six I like feet. It. So AK loves him. Pro tall.
5: For I don't see the world that lens, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see the world that lens. I'm height blind. Uh,
3: I don't know if you've heard of that. I'm height blind. Um, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't see too much controversy with Bilal. Like, I understand where people are coming from on all sides of it. I've, always, I've always been on the pro Bilal side because I, I am someone that I like to. If you're out there putting in the work and you're just not getting the opportunity, like, I, it's hard for me to fault you on that. But ultimately like i'm just happy to see him be here finally because he's deserved to be here for a while and he had to take the longest most ridiculous road possible to get there and you know like i'm a tony ferguson guy so i I can that's why i I feel so deeply about some of these things because i've watched my guy waste his entire career doing this path when you have one window and you got to make it take advantage of that window it hurts that it takes so long for some people but I'm just happy Bilal's here. He deserves to be here. I think anybody, any of these spots that we're talking about seem very fair. I didn't see a lot of confidence. In the meantime, let's take a quick break. We've got one other thing we're gonna hit on the other side.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
3: Uh, and really, it's the only other big result that kind of snuck into this past ranking cycle. That was, of course, Curtis Blades just kind of showing up to the UFC apex. Worst strategy known to man, deciding he was going to slug it out in the small cage. And thus, Sergey Pavlovich, now a top three heavyweight. Forrest and MMA fighting. Who saw this coming? Iganu, Jones, and now Sergey, right there in that number three spot. This division's a little strange. It's always heavyweight's always weird, but it's in particular weird right now because a lot of the factors going on with Iganu and Jones and everything. I think it's fair to say that a lot of us don't believe that sergey is going to get his chance to fight Jones. You look at this title picture, it's Jones and Stephen Miocić. They appear to be locked in next. That's probably headed towards fourth quarter, 2023. And then unless something changes, John continues to say, he's been pretty upfront that like he'll probably call it quits. Unless an Ngannou situation maybe comes back into the fold, like it's the Stipe thing, steal whatever Stipe has legacy wise, and then get out of here. I don't speak. I don't want to speak for y'all, but if I only have one John Jones fight left at heavyweight, forty-one year old Stipe Miocic is very much not exactly my number one draft pick. That's not doing a lot. That's
4: nonsense. That's
3: ridiculous. (laughs) It's just not doing a lot for. That's
4: a ridiculous statement. Think about all of the the wonderful wins that made us love John Jones. They all came against old people who weren't good anymore. <laughs> this is John Jones's bread and butter is beating up old dudes
3: who used Terrible. to mean
4: some shit. We are Terrible. right in his wheelhouse. Look, man,
3: we said it earlier. You have a process. You stick to the process. John Jones stick into the process. I mean, it's exactly the
4: process. <laughs> let's let's go back. Can we pull out any other relics from Pride for him to beat or middleweights? We could do that too. That'd be great. What's Dan Henderson, a pride middleweight who once fought at heavyweight relic, doing? He would be the ideal opponent for John Jones. Can we pull I'm Michael Bisping out?
5: What's Michael Bisping sure waiting I'm pretty sure if Fedor said he'd come back for the right money. I'm just saying.
4: All good ideas. Oh my remote. god, John would take
6: Fedor. All good. Ideas. That would be the best fight. Do that Jet fight. Is for just sure. Jet is just Jet is just drowning himself in haterade today. Jeez, man. Today. I was saying this this is
3: me definitely hating. I
6: haven't hated anybody else today. This is absolutely
3: full blown. Well, so in the spirit of the ranking show, I think it's fitting that we put on some matchmaking caps. We're gonna do some ranking here. Let's rank our top three most interesting opponents under contract currently. So no for John Jones. If you have this one fight left, just one retirement fight left, like what's the draft order for you? And so we just did a quick top three for each other. AK, you've taken a lot. You've taken the brunt of the damage on this show. Let me throw to you first. What's your top three fights you would want to see from this last fight for Jon Jones? Do you want a countdown style,
5: three to one? However you want to set it up. It's your world, baby. God, I don't even know if Stipe makes my list. He doesn't make mine, I'll tell you that. You know, he just got smoked. I mean, there's a part of me that still thinks like Curtis plays is a fun match. It's an interesting matchup for him. Maybe not. I don't I'm know. I'm with you. I, I get. It. He should. He shouldn't even be in the discussion after whatever the hell that was against Sergey Pavlovich. But just the, I, I bought into the hype. All right? I bought during the best days of Curtis Blades when, when he's winning fights. I'm always. I'm always. I'm on that train. I'm on the. Yeah, he can wrestle really well, and he's a true heavyweight. And so he still kind of makes my list. I even though he's. I don't know. Maybe there's a chance he It's
4: fine. Gets. This is a reasonable take. I'm, so he's I've number three. Sergey, of course, is number. This
5: is Sergey, of course, number two. Is number two. Okay. Again, I just want to see this big muskly Russian man get in there with John Jones. I think John personally smokes both these guys. But again, if we're talking about just intriguing challengers, how can you not want to see John step in there with the friggin' Ivan Drago type Sergey Pavlovich guy? I don't know. It's again, does he want to? Does he care? Does he even know who Sergei Pavlovich is? I'm amazed he's never even mentioned him on, in a in a deleted tweet. That's a bad sign, but I still want to see it. Come on, guys. My number one. I mean, He's fighting this weekend.
4: You absolutely oh the oh. true,
5: the true best headway in the world right now. And if I had more guts, I would rank him there. And I may after Saturday, we'll see how sale goes. The one and only Jelton Almeida,
3: of course. And I would pick him to beat John Jones. Would you actually, or is that like is this, is this the AK gimmick, or would you actually feels a bit
4: like a bit, but I I support. Would you bits.
3: actually make that pick? Listen, I'm
5: sadly and confusingly the man responsible for doing the, the predictions every week for every UFC show. Sadly, when that, confusing. when that, if that, <laughs> <laughs> if you see my record, you'll know why I'm saying confusingly. <laughs> if that fight happens, I am telling you, I put, I will put it in prints. I will immortalize it on the internet, I will pick Almeida to beat him.
6: You can pick no, him all day. About. And, it ain't gonna happen though. So. You know, <laughs> you can you can theorize all day about that one you know it just ain't gonna happen so i'll do it
3: okay so i mean that's a, i that's feel like that's part. a good list though blades pavlovich almeida where are you at Jed?
4: uh so I, I i didn't really rank them because i don't know the, if it's just strictly the fight like what the in cage will look like blades will be my number one still
3: number one still um, even even after, or, all yeah, that. like it, John
4: Jones, isn't going to Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis blades. Like he doesn't have that in him. Um, I don't know what Curtis was doing. I don't think Curtis deserves it at this point, certainly. Um, and he's obviously the dumbest man alive with that particular game plan, but skill for skill. It's still the fight. I'm the most interested in because of what John can do and what Curtis can do and how those things align. Uh, my number two, which is, And this is a bit predictive. It's Tommy Aspinall. When he gets his knees back, he can just do a lot. I think if I'm only picking one to actually watch in real life, that's probably number one, just because the scenes of doing that big title fight in London, be really cool. So all of that. Uh, And Pavlovich isn't going to make my list um, because I know, I I know how that fight goes. I'm extremely aware of what's going to happen. I have no interest in it. I think we are going to see it. I've been on the corner. I don't think John's retiring, I think he's going to work Stipe, and then he's going to be like, "Well, if I get two more wins, I'm the UFC heavyweight goat because I will have defenses and all I have to do is tackle Sergey Pavlovich and that shouldn't be that hard and then I can fight Tom Aspinall and be be set." So, I think we are going to get Pavlovich, but that's uh it's not the one I went with because again, I'm just so exceedingly confident in how that fight goes that it's just a, a a bit of a whatever for me, so I just decided let's have some fun. You know, if I get a third one and it has to be something stupid, maybe Jailton would be fun, but it's the rematch, guys. We all need the rematch. Been building, it's been waiting. It's Parker Porta. Give me Parker Porta for number three. I hate you Park-a-porta so much right putting now. Putting together some weight. He just got his first finish in the UFC. He's about to put a couple more together, and then we can get the rematch the MMA world has been clamoring for. So that's my number three.
3: Important follow-up. I am astonished that you didn't do that, AK. I have a very important follow-up. A, are you looking for current version of Pakapoda? or are you going, like, (laughs) plus 20 pounds like he was before, looking great getting off the bus, and B... He was, no, he was there's no chest hair this time usually there's a lot of chest hair like where what, what are we needing here?
4: always always bring the chest hair particularly if a guy's gonna be grappling you you just want to make things as uncomfortable as possible for him uh i think we need trim trim down Parker Porter. i, I don't think we can have the full heavyweighty heavyweight Parker Porter. We need needing to be agile mobile lethal in there that that's what we need from parker for this for this rematch
5: what are we? What are we doing,
4: dude? They're not fun <laughs> oh, fights for John Jones. When you said <laughs> pick three, I was like, what. Because I don't give a shit about Sergey Pavlovich. Like, he's going to insta tackle him and murder him because I saw what Alistair Overeem, who is not nearly the top position grappler that John Jones is due to that man, he will kill Sergey Pavlovich. So, if I can't pick Francis and which I was told explicitly I was not allowed to do, then it's those
3: three because at least Parker Porter's funny. I do love because you. This is consistent. I will say you've stayed consistent with this with this Pavlovich thing throughout this whole run of going back to the Overeem fight, and it's 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 really funny to me like how much that colors your perspective. Overeem was bad at the time. That was five years ago at this point.
4: Yes, what has Sergey Pavlovich done? Like I know on paper he's beaten a lot of people that are ranked, and I'm not here to say that that's bad. It is obviously good to beat. Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa and Curtis Blades. None of those people tried to take him down. But if I see him defend a takedown like for real, then I'd be like, okay, now things might be interesting with John. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. Nothing what I've seen teaches me anything other than that dude has a hell of a chin and throws friggin' bombs and is like pretty good at finding the chin too. Like he doesn't just wing them. You know, he's not just chucking meat boxes at him. So not very good fighter, but I don't, this is, this run, although resembling Francis Ngannou's surge up the top is not nearly as impressive as Ngannou's was to me because like all of the commensurate parts of it are just worse. And I think John Jones would absolutely tune Sergei Pavlovich up.
3: Well, I agree with, I agree with the Ngannou part of that statement. It's just, it's very curious because you're, you're very consistent and I respect the consistency. Frankly, we're talking. There's a lot of consistency talk on this show today, and I respect it. This has been your process. for I I might be
4: the most consistent man in in the world. You know, if if AK (laughs) is the fairest, I may be the most consistent man. We know I've heard that people are saying a metronome. I I have heard people people are are saying,
3: saying. Um, David, what are you what's your top three for John Jones?
6: uh boy i tell you what some of these picks stand up for oh statements. Right. although stand i do I, I do i do appreciate the the poor the, the poor, uh, uh parker porter pick there sorry I oh, you not you almost called it i almost did it almost did it i, I do appreciate that one almost appreciate that one uh number three i will go with uh the fight that will never happen but it is interesting jelton almeida um, I think he is a future heavyweight champion. He's just not, he's not going to get there before Jones is done. I just, I mean, beating Jarzinho is going to be a good, you know, it'll be a good one round fight this weekend. But.
4: What if Jarzinho <laughs> knocks him out? Wouldn't it be the oh, funniest oh, thing that's happened? And then if they, they fighting
3: go go offline for like an entire it, 24 it, it, hours. It, it, if that happens,
6: after what happened, after what happened to Andre Muniz, Jelton would be unranked so fast. Uh, that would be the end of him. Uh, All so Jelton, I for that to Gotta be yeah, made it number three. Uh, you will hear no, uh, Tom Aspinall argument mine. He is, he is to me what, uh, Sergei Pavlovich is to Jed completely overrated. I am not a Tom Aspinall believer. I think he's barely top 10 in terms of talent. Uh, wow. I think he will get washed. I think he will get washed by a lot of good heavyweights. He'll win some too, but I don't think he's, I don't put him at the top of that list. I don't put him in there. Um, number wow. two, surprise, I'll be the only one on the panel to go this route. Number two, I will go with Stevie Miocic because Stebe is the biggest fight possible. Of with Iganu gone, Stipe is the biggest fight possible. Um, I've always said Stebe's wrestling would be interesting to see how he matches up with John. He is a really, really good wrestler. And if there is any gas left in that tank, it could be an interesting fight because he doesn't have to worry about the one punch knockout power from Jones that he had to worry about with Ingunu, and and take that away, and and Stebe does have one punch knockout power, and we all know heavyweights stick around longer than anybody else heavyweights are good like at 38 you're in your prime at heavyweight so i mean francis Ngannou ganu is like what is he he's like, he's like 37 is isn't he like 36 37 so it's like he's in his prime and he's near that age so heavyweights age differently so steve bay of 41 feels differently than every other weight class of 41 so steve bay number two and Ohio I disagree with Jed, number Ohio. one. Ohio repping for Ohio. Got to of course, of course. And, yeah. and number one, I do go Sergey Pavlovich because he does, he is, listen, we're not going to get, we're not going to get Francis. We all know that. We've said that. You're the closest you're going to get is the Russian in Ganu, which is Sergei Pavlovich, the guy who can put you out with one punch. And yes, I agree. His ground game against Overeem was atrocious and chances are, yes, Jones will go out there and tackle him and just elbow him into the ground. But. On the off chance, he can shuck off a takedown and lend a couple punches on a guy who's never been hit as hard as he will be hit at heavyweight. I would be really interested to see how Jones reacts to that. On the, again, chances are he's going to just fly across the octagon and full-on, as Jed said, body tackle <laughs> Sergey Pavlovich. But on the off chance, he doesn't get it done. He doesn't get the takedown. Or Jones suddenly turns stupid and decides to kickbox with him for five minutes sergey can put him out so i am i am i am curious about that and again i think it's the same as the inganu fight i think jones will go out there and flying tackle inganu and beat him on the ground too so um this is the closest we're going to get so i will say sergey stipe jelton
4: can I just remind you that every time John Jones has fought a dude who can punch him really hard, it's been the worst fight possible to watch. Yes, that's also Tiago fun. Santos was a terrible fight to watch because John Jones was like, I will not engage with you, man, who can punch hard. <laughs> Sergey Pavlovich is either going to be a immediate drubbing a la Cyril Gan, <laughs> or it's going to be a teep-infested, awful, awful point fight from John Jones, neither of which I care about.
6: But I will say, I will say, as bad as the Tiago Santos fight was, even with Tiago with no knees, uh, Tiago Santos hits hard. He doesn't hit Sergey Pavlovich hard. So, you know, I would I'm be not interested sure to anyone see- does
4: other than Francis at this I do, point. I do.
6: Yeah. <laughs> because I, I see where you're coming from, Chip, but I do wonder if
3: the teep infested, jab infested, I'm just going to dance around you thing is as. Easily executed at heavyweight where people Could just be like man I don't care about a lot of oh. this I'm just gonna rush inside like it feels like that's A little bit easier not easier Oh but-
4: no I think it's even more you think so The First round the first round will be Tense and then Sergei pa- You will I would bet You pick a number that that man has cardio for seven minutes tops. Like, he they just don't have it. There's no yeah. way. Look at that dude. You think that dude's putting in the road work? Like know. he can do this for 25 minutes of chucking those bits? We haven't mitts? it. We haven't needed yeah, to see it. I know we haven't. So that's what I'm saying. John is either going to insta tackle him. If he does stuff a takedown, the next five minutes will be tense. Tense and dramatic. But, but you know what? But and then least, it will be awful.
6: At least you get seven minutes of tense fighting because otherwise, we all know what's going to happen with John against most other heavyweights. That's the problem. At least you get seven minutes of or, serious intrigue because well, I you're can not get twenty-five
4: get... minutes of back and forth with Paca Porta I know which one I'm taking.
6: <laughs> I mean, I can't that fight. I, that. I, I will. I would. I would take the under of two and a half minutes of that fight on John Jones. Two and a half minutes, oh, easy. And, and Porta on Pacaporta. Yes, that was that two and two and a half minutes. I take the under. I don't. And I was really going minutes, out on a limb there, David. I, I know. Well, <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying like, you know, maybe he feels like I would have said sub one minute, but, you know, I give a little bit of credit to like dancing around the octagon. He did lose some weight. Maybe he moves a little bit. Keeps John on the outside for you know 90 seconds where he gets bum rushed and destroyed. But, you know,
4: two and a half minutes seems well, yeah. fair. What John Jones should do is he should fight Parker Porter, but with stipulations. You know, those old, like fun stories oh, in man. the NBA where it's like, yeah, uh, Larry Bird was bored. So he decided he was only going to shoot with his left hand this game. That's what John should do at heavyweight. Like, I will fight, I will rematch Parker Porter, but I can only attack with my left side. I can only throw, I can only. The, the, the know, lead up yeah. to
3: that would be the most fun.
4: I know. I would have all the fun in the world. It would be so disrespectful, and then he would still rinse my man, and it would be great. He would still be, like,
3: a, a minus 210 favorite.
4: That maybe, is a low a number. Player, yeah. The, the I best, would hammer <laughs> minus 210. I mean, the
5: best part of the discussion, like, is, and also somewhat sad, though, is, like, I, I wish, I hope John Jones uh, sticks around after this DPA fight, because like, just talking about this with you guys, like, I, there are, like, I know we, we 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 crap on heavyweight all the time, but there are a lot of, like, kind of fun fights and heavyweight for him not not saying guys who are like huge i get it yeah wait No, know i like i would but i would love to see him fight tom aspinall i'd love to see him fight curtis blades i'd love to see him fight Pavlovich.
3: like these are cool fights i find that interesting that that was your takeaway from doing this exercise because i was going to bring up what my takeaway from doing this exercise was i thought heavier heavyweight was more fun than it actually is i think the reality of heavyweight no
4: heavyweight is fun you just can't have good people
3: in it (laughs) fair that's fair i I guess because i was bringing putting together my list and everyone i i have on my list we've already mentioned um i had blades number three because like you jet i think that in in as well i think that matchup still intrigues me to some degree but at this point i have no faith that curtis would go in there not being dumb like maybe he's
4: he would probably pick the dumbest possible outcome whatever it is if if i
3: know that curtis is going to go in there and try to wrestle john i that that would be my number
6: one I just don't have faith in that anymore. Just I picked vibrate. I picked Curtis. So I thought Curtis was going to wash Sergey with the wrestling. Same. And then he went in there and didn't do so any did, of it. So did we all day. He didn't, all, David. He didn't stick to cane. the game plan. And so that's why the, that's why he I, made the cane I, mistake. I'm with both of you about Curtis. Curtis would have been my number one pick. I thought he was the guy to could give John Jones the toughest fight. But now I have zero faith in that because he couldn't go out there and secure. Didn't even bother yeah. going for a takedown. But, and see but that that's why I think john's
5: coming back and that was also hilarious come on we oh, all, what? We all, we all, i
6: agree i don't know if it was, it hilarious. was
5: incredibly
3: fun i wanted curtis to get there like i've wanted this man <laughs> to get where he should be getting and he's just not there uh number two i'm with you number two for me was sergey and i part of me wanted to put him at number one but i think i just i've known you too long jed and you've like subtly inceptioned in my head this Overeem thing and like I, I, even my own self, I said, this is five years ago, but I can't get it out of my head now whenever we talk about him. Because you're right, that fight, if you go watch it, it's incredibly bad and very revealing. Five years ago, but like every time I think about it, it's hard for me to get out of, of my head of just like, that's what I thought the Curtis Blades fight would be with him, where Curtis is just going to take him down and smash him because over him did. I still am interested to see John fight somebody in that Francis power puncher gigantic man who gets off the bus looking tremendous mode that's just not something that John has fought. Like Cyril gone. Isn't that guy? He's not really that big one shot guy. I don't know. I think I'd know how that would go as well, but that's my number two. And my,
4: I just feel like I'd have so much regret. If that fight went exactly what, or I think we all would, I would just be like, man, this was, this is bad. Yeah. I wish we had done something different than this. Yeah,
3: Yeah. Which is fair. And then my number one, and this is sort of where I landed of like, man, heavyweight isn't as fun with this type of thing as I thought it would be. Cause my number one was Tom Aspinall. And I think just because Tom's a very well-rounded guy who has a lot of really interesting traits and in athleticism and things like this, youth athleticism that like would give maybe John some trouble, but like that's not—I don't know that—that's getting me going right now. I like
4: it. I'm in. I'm, I'm into it. If Tom Aswell comes Asperol. back and gets a win, yeah. I would be very into it.
5: But guys, I'm back. This see? this conversation, this podcast, this podcast, this episode has brought back the prince of positivity in me. I felt we've had some lively, non-judgmental discussions. <laughs> and i'm like super ex- i'm like legitimately super interested and i know he's probably not fighting more than twice um and and, and the second fight is only if they can get Francis and guy to come back but he's
4: fighting, like in three to four times i guys. want you to be right I'm imagine i want like, you to be signed, right like a,
5: but
3: i don't think Dude, if signing-
4: curtis blades had beaten sergey Pavlovich, and yeah. he would have had to fight curtis blades no because that's Damn. a high risk low reward didn't, fight didn't but the, look fight, at the yeah. rest of this ass of a weight division he might get to fight Tai Tuivasa for a title defense. I would love that. I just I don't think that.
3: the risk management side of John, the guy who would not fight... James I don't think Thonis there's any risk. notice would not... Is, I don't think he's gonna don't wanna think going to want to just keep going in here against these Guys, dudes when he has the Stipe legacy already in his, his hands.
5: Can you just let me imagine the most fun scenario where he fights Stipe, he fights uh, Sergei Pavlovich, he fights Jelton Almeida, maybe he beats Jelton. Francis Ngannou comes back, he fights... Fran, like let me imagine this let me imagine the best of all possible worlds of john jones being at heavyweight because so it, when you
6: when I, you when I, yeah. you start when you start really digging into it though in terms of matchup and i understand like you can sit here and say like he you know he's not the same guy he's awful all those kind of things but realistically realistically when you talk about all the ways that sergey pavlovich can't fight john jones and you talk about all the ways that it would be hilariously stupid to put him in there, We're tied to Vasa or any of these other guys who just have no chance whatsoever to beat John Jones. Tell me that at least, at least, even if it's two percent, that Stephen Miocic doesn't still stand the best chance of outside of you know getting caught with a haymaker by Sergey. You know what I mean? Like, he still has a better chance than most other guys. I understand Jelton Almeida. I think Jelton Jelton Almeida is the future. He's just not there yet, and he's not going to be. Let's just be realistic. John's not sticking around to fight a Jelton Almeida. It's just not going to get – that's actually a dangerous fight, much like Curtis Blades. He ain't going to stick around for that. So I, realistically, I just, the fights just we can't but that's, just like just, Aspinall. Was, he doing. ain't he ain't sticking around for Aspinall either. That's just not a name. See. John John probably has no idea who Tom Aspinall is. So of the guys who he may realistically fight, and I'm saying Sergey oh. Sergey Stipe again. I still throw. I mean, I don't think he's gonna fight Curtis Blaze, but guys near the top of the division. At least Stepe has got an outside chance of pulling it off. He has I an outside can't. chance of pulling it off. It's so deeply.
4: I think he's got a better shot than Sergey does. It, yeah, I would put I mean,
3: Curtis over a Stipe though. Stipe. If this was Stipe of three years ago, I, I would Stipe. be right there with you, Damon, but just like a Stipe coming off a two year layoff in his forties. Like, I
6: don't, it just doesn't I'm not, get me. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying you're totally wrong. I'm just saying like, again, like John Jones washes most everybody else. I can't say, yeah. I, do I think he beats Stepe. Yes. Do I think it's I'm a Stebe fight? Yeah, do I think it's a completely one-sided fight? fight? Like Stebe has no chance, no, because Stebe does have. If Stebe comes in looking good, and again, I know that's a big if because it's two years away and all that kind of stuff, but he has weapons that could give John Jones problems far more than Sergey or, in my opinion, Tom Aspinall or you know a lot of the other guys right now. Now again um those guys could get better and maybe sergey maybe sergey has has been just spending all of his weekends in dagestan getting ready for wrestling we have no idea because we haven't had to see it and curtis blades refused to even bother to try to take him down but again steve has got a better chance than that like he actually has wrestling and he does have knockout power and that's the last thing to go as a heavyweight
5: well let, let me just say uh, damn it you might be the only one who gets to find out uh because i i, I do believe there's a chance uh, that he i mean he said it himself that maybe he just retires with Bay if they can't bring francis back so again I, i'm really excited about the possibilities but Bay might this might that might be it it might be the only one that it goes beyond discussion and actually becomes uh we
6: might reality. be talking about a double retirement let's be honest if Steve somehow oh, pulls off sure. a win and not even a mite he we done. Done. never fighting he's, done. Stipe's, yeah. Yeah, Stipe's he's done. done Here's this the, is the thing: double retirement fight yeah,
4: I don't think, again, I'm firmly on the corner. I think John's going to stick around. Um, here's the other thing. Even if he retires, he's 35. He can just sit out for two, three years and you come back again. and still be all over the again. median age of the top fighters in this weight class. Like, he's this will not be John Jones' last fight. Of that, I am extremely confident.
3: Okay, let me paint you I, the picture. Maybe j- double retirement fight we see it at the end of the year. Jailton Almeida elevates himself rises to become the next great UFC heavyweight champion. And it is his greatness that brings John Jones back out of retirement, like two years from now,
5: just like Charles Oliveira was going to bring Habib Nurmagomedov out of retirement. I love it. Shaheen. I love where it heads at. We go.
6: It's going to be, it's going it to be Jelton Almeida. It's going to be <laughs> Jelton Almeida versus Sergey Pavlovich for the vacant title after, after uh, Jones and Steven. Good. A-ha honestly good. that is a fight i want more than anything just a true striker versus grappler matchup we figured it and out and sergey's got the size and the power you gotta give him that like he will have a lot of size on jelton jelton is not a big heavyweight
4: yeah no jelton's a light heavyweight masquerading in a dog shit division It's good business model
3: we did it ufc you're welcome you're welcome ufc well that about wraps it up for us usually we would end the show with some welcomes and uh poor one out with some goodbyes but there really wasn't any this cycle i think Do we have no nobody dropped nobody, off nobody dropped out of the rankings what? the no. only person that entered the rankings in seven out of eight ballots was henry cejudo and so that's it that there is no one he's saying welcome hey, to- hey welcome welcome back to the rankings henry Cejudo. controversial controversial <laughs> so that's it uh you know welcome back henry no goodbyes which i guess is a good thing henry uh ak and Derek cleary both
4: no, no, Derek Cleary loves him. No, Derek, Derek Cleary, Cleary hates Aljamain Sterling. But AK also hates Aljamain Sterling, so it works out. No, Derek Cleary hates yeah. No, Derek Oh, loves. no, that's right. Yeah. No, right yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fucked that good good joke idea. up. Hold ah, hey, on. So we know, sorry, well, right, we'll so and we and know
3: how tall Derek Cleary is. Because <laughs> AK might still hate him. I wouldn't know, because I, <laughs> I, I don't see those things. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a chance out there.
6: Uh, anyway, there's a, been... Hasb- there's a reason why has there's a reason why Hasbula is not ranked in any of our rankings, it's all because of AK. I support that.
5: also because he just got arrested, I so, so yeah.
6: I did see that. Did he? I He's missed that. There's, He's like a traffic, there's a whole other show, traffic violations, or something, it's
5: nothing the major. It's a cliffhanger.
3: Let's end it on there. This has been a fun show. This is the <laughs> MMA fighting and the ranking show. As always, I enjoy you guys. For, I appreciate you guys. I enjoy you as well. But I appreciate you for going along for the ride with us. That man is Alexander K. Lee. That is Damon Martin. That is Jeb Shu. I am Sean al Catch you next month. Enjoy the fights. We love you.
5: Shane, Shane, there's a little boy out there, or a little girl. There's a little child out there. And they listen to this. They don't miss an episode of the MMA Rankings Podcast. And it is, it is forming their brain to make intelligent, educated decisions about their own rankings when they do their own rankings someday. And that's what, that's what we're doing.
4: And it's telling me to be tall, or else AK is never going to respect that. I did not <laughs> top that. I
5: don't see my pipeline. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Just a, a banner opinion. episode. It's very confusing when I watch the well, NBA. I don't, under, the I don't understand.
3: Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I
5: know. <laughs> no, you put this at the add this, add this at the end.
4: <laughs> this can be that during the outro music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Prop G pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G pod wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook